Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. Guys, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I'm monitoring the news thing, mm-hmm. and I hate to break it up here, but uh, oh, fuck me. It what looks happened? like it's true. Ruth Bader Ginsburg died. Oh, no. Mm. Whoa. Yeah, well, her NPR. Let's double check. I'm not saying it's wrong, but I'm just going to pull up some news sources here just to see. What no, no, I, I've been. That's why I've been quiet for the last few minutes. I'm, I'm reading the uh, the comments down well, below. I mean, and it's going to complicate things dramatically heading into uh, into this election. But still, I don't think he's got enough, you know, power there. But let's just celebrate uh, a woman's life who's incredible. I mean, the, Ruth Bader Ginsburg was a just a beacon for uh, humanity in every way. I think that in, it's, I mean, you can't separate the evolution of, of women's rights in this country from this woman. She was the, the single, single-handedly helped women come to equality in, in America. And, uh, and what a remarkable person, a remarkable presence, and who's always had such a, 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 a way of handling people with power um, that didn't mean she had to be exactly like them. She was just a, a, able to, in an understated way, uh, make people understand how powerful she was and how she needed to be, be listened to. Um, she didn't need to imitate or, or you know, you know, stop being a woman in order to be powerful. Um, and just a sad, sad loss. But what an incredible life! What an incredible, incredible life um, that she's been able to uh, achieve so much. And she's been sick for a while. And I think she's been in pain for a while. So as much as this is a complicated political situation, it's, um, it's, it's undoubtedly also just a, a moment to celebrate and commemorate someone's incredible life. Um, Let's do her proud. Yeah. It also it should be a motivator for everyone to, not that we need much more motivation to vote this year, but it seems like, you know, the show is actually called The New Hope, and that's why... I had that slide up because there is, you know, good polling out there that seems to suggest that Biden is so far ahead that he, uh, that there's absolutely, you know, that there is a moment here where we can be a little bit confident that those polls might be an accurate reflection of what's really going on in the swing states. Now, this might change things, to be honest. There's a lot of people who vote. Shit, remember last week, he must have known about this because last week he, remember, kind of out of the blue, he circulated that list. Right. Listen, listen. Right, he did. Here's. Uh, I think it's this is a very good time for everybody to really listen to the words of uh, of the greats, the historical greats of peaceful protest, and learn why you must be peaceful. They're going to jam somebody through before this election or during the transition. Um, and Mitch McConnell will do it. He will do it. Yeah. And yeah. it will 
upset everyone on a level that I just, you know, our reaction must be massive numbers and all of it peaceful. All of it peaceful. There's no greater force in the world than a peaceful demonstration. No greater force in the world than that. No army can topple that. Um, no Bill Barr, you know, what a, Eric Prince merging of, of their horseshit, which has been going on as well. And it's about time we start covering that as well and just mm -hmm. be brave and talk about what's really been going on with those two individuals. There's a reason why we cover them the way we do. Um, but everybody needs to study that. There's a bit, we need to really study why we must be peaceful and show our numbers in, 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 in controvertible numbers. Just... Well, it's going to be interesting that's, to see what happens. I mean, it's it's certainly that's the thing to do. Look, they can't. They're going to try to ram somebody through. But and I'm, not, I'm sure that everybody watching this is freaking out because I think we're all sort of inwardly freaking out. Mm -hmm. If we can get back the Senate and the House, we can do a lot of things. We can put eleven there, and LB, you know, Kavanaugh is not long for that court. Kavanaugh perjured himself, we're and we're going to we're going to get down. rid of we're going to get rid of we're that motherfucker. We really are. There's a lot that's going on. There's a lot that that the people here on this screen and our folks that we're associated with and the people that we know about that we just know what they're doing. I just want you to know there is a, everyone out there, there are a lot of people working really diligently, very, very hard, putting everything they have. We have given up our lives, some of us for four years now. And there's a whole new big force of people who are doing it this last few months and are going to keep doing it. Yes. Um, we're, 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 this is it. We are all in on saving this nation from these criminals. We've um, um, got a statement from John Roberts, which I can go ahead, Eric, I'll read it right afterwards. Go ahead. Four years ago, when this, when this happened and surprised everyone in the intelligence community and surprised the world. I knew that this nation was in trouble and I know that this fight was going to go all the way to the end. And it, our fight collectively uh, right here has been to wake people up to that. Yeah. And they may wake up in the most cold shower of ways, but uh, this has always been a fight for this Republic. And now the battle is joined. Um, yeah, we must be peaceful. I mean, I, I know we can all envision the dance that Mitch McConnell is doing right now. That horrible, wretched man. That wretched human being. And the way to stop him is to show our numbers and yeah. peaceful. Uh, you know, it's complicated because we know how the protests have been so weaponized by by the people who are, pro, you know, the provocateurs or instigators or whatever that show up at these protests and turn whatever might be a peaceful protest into a uh, into one that isn't peaceful. And, and that's what worries me about protests. And, you know, we have to get to the point where they, you know, take the step by step and see what they say. Like they're going to they're going to try do this. Probably they're going to they're going to try to put another. They've already said they're going to do it. If she passes away, Mitch McConnell has said point blank. Yes, of course. Mm -hmm. Not without hesitation. Well, they, they, 
how did she die? Do we have any details on, on that? Like, they just had it on treason a long time ago. She died in her home in Washington, surrounded by family. So it sounds like it was just the complications of the cancer that she had, which I think was pancreatic cancer. Uh, John Roberts said, our nation has lost uh, uh, a justice of historic stature. We at the Supreme Court have lost a cherished colleague, a cherished colleague. Uh, today we mourn, but with confidence that future generations will remember Ruth Bader Ginsburg as we knew her, a tired and resolute champion of justice. Um, so it's Justice uh, John Roberts, the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court. Um, she, you know, in the 1970s, she was a real... Uh, she changed things, you know, she changed everything about women's rights in the 1970s. It was, you know, I haven't spent enough time studying her this in detail, but, I, you know, the, the, what I do know is that I don't feel like the, the strides that women's rights made in the, in the 1970s and onwards were largely due to her, to her diligence around that. Um, and it's just so, so sad to see uh, someone with such a, res, you know, resolute attention to these kinds of things. Uh, past because we we don't have that many champions um, around anymore inside the system um, and it's going to be really sad not to have uh, uh, Ruth Bader Ginsburg there to to balance out this court and the prospect of of a conservative leaning court is just you know is 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 horrible it's just uh, too much for for many of us to bear because we've all fought so hard. Uh, for every liberal stride we've gotten, you know, everything that's that we've gotten in the last you know, hundred years in terms of of rights, whether it's gay rights or women's rights or, or race rights, those things have all come because of there's been balance and, and because there's been uh, liberal people on that court and democratic people on that court. And uh, if, if that isn't there anymore, you know, all bets are off. And if democracy isn't functioning the way we expect it will function, then it becomes even more difficult for us to, to find a way to, to get that change. Um, so, you know, one can only hope that, they, that the Republican Party gets, you know, at, at least, and I, I know it's too much to hope that they're going to be in any way uh, sober and, and calm and, and do the right thing at this point. This is what they've wanted. Yeah. They've been celebrating this. They've been mm. celebrating this. She's going to die. We're going to get this. That's why they stick with him. Yeah, I'm sorry. I, I, you know, wanna, I wanna I bring up there's a there's a there is a sickness in this nation with masculinity, and I know you reacted to that, Sam, but it is true. They're coming for our rights, yes, and the progress, yes. But they're coming for my body and my daughter's body. They're coming for our bodies. They're not even being subtle about it. If there's any news story that should give us hope, it's about. Yeah, try to imagine, because these are three beautiful men here that I spend time with, everybody. I cannot tell you how great these men are and how much time we're on the phone together and how supportive you are of me. And, uh, and then I'm just vulnerable right now because I'm going through some health stuff that is about being a woman. Uh, but, you know, I need you guys to get these other men out of our bodies. I don't know that you can imagine what that's like to be told you don't have a right to your body. To your own body. That's what they're going to come for first. 
it's time we talk about it. You know, you gotta stop failing us. You gotta stop. Who's failing you? This whole fucking country is failing women. The strides that we make, we have to fight for them. Ruth Bader Ginsburg just passed. She was a warrior for us, mm-hmm. kind of alone. Mm-hmm. You know, for, against what? Against what? Against the, the men who were and women who joined with them, keeping us from having equal pay, equal rights, right to our own bodies. Can you imagine what that's like? No, can't. I can't. Some of that. No, it's time to start imagining it. It's time to start. Imagine it. Imagine it being you, your reproductive rights. You know, this is the 100th year anniversary. Go ahead. What were you going to say? It's just the equal pay thing, really. It's just outrageous. This you is know, the 100-year anniversary it. of suffrage. Mm-hmm. Good point. Women have only been able to vote in this country for 100 years, which is in- insane to me, right? And for all the, the movements that are going on now with Black Lives Matter and, and putting the emphasis and, and making people look at the history of institutionalized racism in this country, the institutionalized sexism and misogyny in this country is older and more deeply seated it's 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 bad and it's so baked into not just american culture but world culture that it's harder to even separate it and look at it in a realistic way and i think one of the things that we need to do and that we can do is to right it it, no they took that away they fucking stole it you know The, the the russians and trump and all these criminals stole that and that was something that was supposed to happen and, and, and did not happen. And it's we're going to have a leader beacon on the hill, beacon for who, for, you know, you've got all these other democracies. They can put women in there. There was a woman in Pakistan in charge for Christ in Pakistan and not here. We got it. There's a lot to heal, but we can't do that. You know, you can't do it if you, if you, if you, don't have accountability, you know. I'm sorry. We gotta we gotta hold people accountable. <laughs> you can't just say, "Oh, you're forgiven. You're forgiven." Well, no one is saying that. Um, the question is, you know, what do we do now? I mean, we're going to have a process where they are going to try jamming somebody, and I was And maybe we just, uh, you know, maybe it's, we just continue to soldier on into the election and and hope that that's actually, you know, a so big a win that it becomes so convincing a win and that the Republicans are actually okay with uh, getting rid of Trump and will take the RBG replacement maybe as some sort of solace. They are not okay. I'm sorry. They're not going to be okay with it. That's hopeful, and I, I love that you said something hopeful there. Not. Well, I'm trying to find a way through this. I, I mean, the way through it is to just we're in the fight for our lives now. We were in the fight for our lives before. We've been mm-hmm. in the fight for our lives for four years. Um, but it's just, we're in trouble. 
let's say they do choose somebody before the elections. I mean, if it did, if it doesn't turn out to be a thing that happens after the election, then there's really no reason to keep on to Donald Trump. Um, you know, that's the last thing that maybe he was useful for was was potentially another um, conservative justice. So if they can, you know, if Democrats, whether they like it or not, just have to give in and say, okay, fine, we'll put in uh, whoever you put in now and deal with it no. afterwards. No, no more of that. No more No, I'm sorry. I don't want men that are okay with experimenting on women's bodies. I'm not saying we have to live with the decision after the fact. I'm saying we agree with it. Don't agree with it. We let it happen because it's going to happen. And then we elect our president and then we deal with whatever uh, Kavanaugh uh, allegedly did and whoever they put in. Because really, if you've got an illegal president, which I think he really is, installed in an act of war, I think there's a lot of after the fact uh, argument that could be made about why these, you know, every decision he's made really doesn't qualify. I agree with you. And And I think this is where we're at. Though I, I agree with you that they're going to do all that. I agree that we might have to wait. And that's why I'm saying I could see a big convulsive reaction to this. Mm-hmm. Um, because, you know, it's a, such a painful spot for people because of what they did with Kavanaugh. If we had two Gorsuches, it, yes, mm-hmm. it would be wretched. But because of what the Kavanaugh thing really was, which was about inflicting a lot of pain. It was traumatizing, and it's what it, it's it's what an abuser does, right? Um, and and people's had open wounds, and they went into this emotional part of their brain where they couldn't think straight um, and couldn't see. And here's Greg and I going, "Follow the money, you guys! He's lying! He's lying! It's the money!" And nobody could even hear that at the time. Nobody could even process it because people were just flailing, right? And so I could see that same um, just huge outburst of pain and emotion to this what, what's coming for us and all i'm saying is you know please we got to study we got to just be this voice of like it has to be peaceful this is where michelle obama and barack obama are 100 percent right they have to go really high and mm-hmm. really high uh because you can't you can't engage them in their in their abuse it could be a real can rallying I, cry go ahead can i can i be optimistic for a minute yeah because I, I think we're going to need that. There, there's a couple of things to consider. What, one of the other things that was bad about Kavanaugh is that Kavanaugh is bought and owned by, we don't know, but somebody, right? And that's why it's going to be relative, relatively easy to remove him um, when we take, retake control of, of the Senate. And maybe we, uh, you know, the reporting, we reveal what we know and he steps down. I don't think Kavanaugh is going to be on the Supreme Court for the next 30 years. I think he's, I we're going to, we're going, we're going to be able to 86 that motherfucker. Okay. So that's a, yeah. okay. And by the Historically, way, this, this, these are vicious. I don't want this, what we're saying right now to get used and used as propaganda by the right to go, look, the relatives are plotting to blah, blah. No, he's a criminal. He's a criminal. You know, that, that's you it. Know it's, what it's, like, is, committed yeah. crimes. We can get him on his crimes. Now, historically, and certainly until fairly recently, when presidents picked Supreme Court justices, they tried to get people that hewed to their views politically. And often it was not the case when they actually went to the Supreme Court. Even Gorsuch in the brief time that he's been there has been sort of, he's not predictable. I mean, in some ways he is. 
And the longer that they stay, the more liberal they tend to get. Historically, I'm talking about in the 20th century, right? Harvey Blackman, was it Harry Black, put there by Nixon. Um, so they can't, they're going to try to put somebody bad. They're not going to put Ted Cruz, Ted Cruz, Tom, those guys are not going to uh, make it. I mean, politically, they have to pick a, a woman, I would think. I, I mean, you, I mean, come on. They, Even they, they do have not. to. They do not have to do anything. No, they don't they, have no, to. They're, I desperate. Know. they're they, desperate. They're all desperate. They're going to the most ugly place, all of them, because the next stop is prison and they know it. Right. But if they want the person to actually survive there, Okay, so all I'm saying is the historical record suggests that if it's a person that is actually qualified for the job and not a owned criminal or whatever he whatever Kavanaugh is, it really is kind of an unknown. You, you don't know what you're going to get necessarily. You might think you know, but you don't necessarily know. That's point two. Point three is there's and people are writing this on the screen now that I'm reading. There is nothing in the Constitution that says we only have to have nine. We can have 11. We can that's have 10. And that's, that's a good it. Point. And they can be like, well, we're going to put this guy on and be like, oh, yeah, here's two more. And also, here's D.C. And here's Puerto Rico. And now we have four more senators. Go fuck yourself forever. Actually, okay. there was also a, a real good proposal by uh, Pete Buttigieg during the, yeah. during the election campaign for a very different way of, of appointing yeah. Supreme yeah. Court justices. So there's a, you know, we're in an era of extreme change in this country, there's no doubt. But this could be one of the things that we need to correct. These are, this is one of the things that if we can win the Senate and we can uh, win the House and we do get the presidency, there is enormous opportunity for generational change, especially if you're going to have someone like Kamala Harris, who may be in the executive branch for 12 years. Um, you know, she could exact some real change. She, she could really do a lot uh, with 12 years of, of, of legislative um, and, and radical change in this country. I really think that could happen. Um, and so, you know, this is a moment of, of it seems dire and sad and and also incredibly difficult, but it there is at these times. There's always the rebound. You know, you always, you know, it's always just at the darkest moments that you have that rebound when things feel like they can't go get any worse. That but, you get the 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 opposite reaction happening, and, and I think we have to think our way through this that to, way. We have to think through. We have to think this way. Mm -hmm. Here's what's. Here's what we also have to be, because denial is not your friend. Mm -hmm. <laughs> denial is not your friend either. This is incredibly motivating yes. for oh, yeah. Republican voters. Mm -hmm. They were starting to get really depressed. <laughs> this will motivate them. If it is something like we'll wait till the election or we'll wait for the transition or we'll wait. This is something he can, Donald Trump and Mitch McConnell can also use to motivate those voters to come out because if it's Donald Trump then we know that we're going to get a conservative judge and that the and that the Dems and the liberals aren't going to be able to do anything about it so you've got to vote this guy back in so that we can keep because we now have a chance to really secure the judiciary for the rest of all your lives and we'll do away with Roe versus Wade I am telling you this is incredibly motivating and so we need to be just as motivated and keep showing up Today was a very inspiring day before this horror with, you know, the first day of voting. And look at what happened in Virginia. I mean, it was around the Virginia, map. yes. 
Yeah, that was on my list of news stories. Look, there's so much that can happen, and you know, I've seen the I've, I've seen the world change. You know, and I've been when I grew up in South Africa. There was it didn't seem like it was ever going to end. Apartheid was never going to end. It was just. Uh, the way it was going to be, it was going to get worse and worse and worse. There's going to be more violence, more security forces, more uh, deceit. And then, you know, just take, took the action of one man to decide to, to find a peaceful way out of this. And he literally just on his own, without even the, the ANC supporting him, Nelson Mandela on his own decided to end um, apartheid, you know, went and started the peace process. People at the ANC were really opposed to it. They really thought it was a bad idea. They thought he was giving in, that he was, um, you know, uh, uh, just turning on them. And in reality, he he walked out of that prison and he was able to find a way out of this and turned around history. I mean, we do not feel um, the you know you don't the fear that you felt growing up in South Africa, the constant police state fear that you had, which is similar, I suspect, to the kind of fear you're, you're, you're talking about, um, LBs, you know, that lifted because of Nelson Mandela. He walked out of that jail and he took some years and he walked out of that fear. Now, other things happened that are tough in South Africa. There's a lot of crimes, a lot of bad things that have happened. But that fear of that system, of that police state grip that happened, uh, that I grew up in, that was lifted. Um, and things can radically change very, very quickly if the people want it. And I suspect that there, there is so much motivation behind um, Democrats going into November 3rd that, that you could not be any more vote motivated than, than there is now, but there'll be even more motivation now. I mean, the, I, I still remember this day, you know, the lineup of people um, re- waiting to, to cast their votes on uh, it was April 27th, 1994, 1994 um, that they were able to, um, you know, the, the lineup was incredible because so many people came to vote. And I suspect that's what's going to happen on November 3rd. We're going to have that kind of turnout everywhere across this country. And it's going to be difficult because we're going to have... Uh, coronavirus and a bunch of other things, but there was something very healing that happened because for the first time in South Africa, we had black and white people um, voting together and black people voting at all. And it was an incredible moment of camaraderie. It, It actually healed the nation. The act of voting together and the act of being democratic and the act of moving out of one phase into another phase is a, is remarkably healing. And I suspect that for this country, that day is going to feel the same way because we're all going to the same polling booths and we're all going to be casting our votes together and we're going to be you know, taking part in this democratic act that we have decided that is important in our system to allow for peaceful change. And we can have that peaceful change. I mean, it's not, it's what we do. It's what we've done every single time there's been an election. Uh, and there's no reason why we can't have that peaceful change now because it is a system we love. It's a system that's worked. It's a system that's unique. And it's a system that's allowed us to be free and free of violence and free of a lot of other things and generally progress in so many ways that it, there's no reason why that's not going to happen on November 3rd. We just have to march into that day with so much conviction to make sure that everyone shows up. Uh, and and I think that there's a lot of healing that will come in that day because that's how we resolve conflicts. That's how Americans resolve our conflicts. That's how we resolve our differences. That's what we decided to do. So, you know, I, I just feel more hopeful than than, than you do, but I, I, I don't feel like it's, a, I just don't feel like it's a, it's a, this is just another thing we have to deal with. 
it's really sad because I, you know, she was incredible. She was an incredible beacon for everyone. Um, but we need more people like her and we need more young women like her and we need women to, to, to have greater control and more power in our world. And that's already happening. Sorry? We're not sitting on the so let us in. Yeah. We're trying to get we're trying to get in. We're we're striving for all of that. We I mean, need your at, support. We need you guys to back us up. We need I, to maybe you don't make as much money because all of a sudden we're making the same amount of money. You think they're gonna pay us more or you less? <laughs> so it doesn't matter. You know, you, you, it should be the same regardless. Gotta back us. Gotta have our backs. Let us in. Let us into leadership. Everybody go vote. Everybody find out, go, check your registration. I am going to put, we're going to have to go because it's, it, it's Russia, it, yeah. you know, and. Well, uh, one quick thing, I, I mean, isn't it, it seems so, there seems to be some meaning in the fact that we found out about this at, at here in the East Coast at sundown on mm -hmm. Rosh Hashanah. Right. There seems right. to be some, there's a lot of metaphysical I stuff. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I just, here's what we're going to do. We're going to, I'm going to put on my Twitter homepage. I just haven't done it yet, but I'm going to go do it right now. I'm going to put a link that we have. All of us have a link that is it's tracked, so it helps us know how how you guys are responding to our calls for you to help Joe and Kamala. I promise you, the money goes. It's you can see it's there. It goes right into the campaign. Um, they're going to need it for a legal fight. It's going to be the fight of our lives all the way through this election and for weeks afterwards. And that's where that money goes. And we are asking, usually Monday, Wednesday, Friday, we do a big push to ask for money for Joe and Kamala. Just $5, just $10. I'm going to put that link on my homepage. I want you to go to it. And when we are pushing for that, we're pushing that because of this. For this, this we need you to help us. And they need our support. They're really good people. Biden and Harris are really good people. And they can lead us forward. And they need your support. I want to say one other thing that I think women in this country have decided that Donald Trump is not good for them. And in 2016, that was not the case. In 2016, they, but in 2016, they voted for him. You know, they, they allowed him in. And it's um, because for some reason, many of them were duped by him. Um, and so they voted for him. They're not voting for him again this time. They're, all the polling shows that they're not going to vote for him. And when you look at, at RBG as a, as a motivator for women to go and vote, for the same reason that you're talking about, you know, I, I think you could actually see even more women turning out and voting for Democrats, even in the most uh, Republican of, 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 of uh, areas in our country. I really do. I think, and you got Kamala as a, as a woman who's, who's going to, you know, potentially become the first f female vice president uh, to hold that office in, in this country's history. Those are very motivating factors for women. And as there'll be a lot of discussion in the next few weeks about, about women's rights, I think, and that's going to make it even more important that, uh, that more women show up. And when you look at how to turn those, those swing states, it's the women's vote and it's the, it's a, it's a sort of this, the left leaning, um, males that you can turn. And these kinds of issues can, can speak to them. I really do. I think this opportunity to try and, and push more of this agenda through as we head into the elections. Support Narrative's independent journalism at patreon.com forward slash narrative and check out our podcast wherever you get your podcasts and don't forget to subscribe and download. Mm -hmm.